it's call me coffee coming to you again with another episode okay on this beautiful beautiful day of friday we are just going for it and you are at the coffee sips tea podcast and we have another beautiful guest for us that's miss abeka here how are you doing girl i'm great thanks for having me absolutely it's a pleasure so you have your own coaching business called share vision okay and yeah so i'm a mental health therapist and a christian soul care coach girl is she speaking our language here because we've been doing (laughs) a program on soul care a health coaching program all month long and uh it's interesting because we have mental health support you know, for our mind, we have physical support for our bodies, but like, really, what about our souls? It's feeling really lacking. So what made you decide to become a a self-care or a soul care uh, coach? Yeah. So, um, because I had been a mental health therapist for so long, you know, I I obviously had seen the mental struggles of the people and, and the importance, like how, how that has risen to the top of the importance chain, which is great that, you know, we finally are getting some mental health help. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, I just felt really limited as a therapist. And, you know, I've been in the field for like 15 years and, and um, I just realized there's so much more to taking care of yourself than just like you said, mental and physical well-being. Mm. And being a Christian, I can't separate those things, you know. Yes. And so I just said, man, people really need to work on taking care of their soul and their spirit. That's and you right. don't ever really hear of people doing that. Yes. And so that's when I felt like, you know what, with mental health, I am very, I'm very um, limited with what I can say. And you know, I have a governing body of the state licensure that tells me what I can do and what I can't do and I just felt like I wasn't able to help people to the fullness of what I want to without incorporating taking care of their soul so I prayed about it and decided to open up sheer vision coaching (laughs) and really just um, work on helping to teach people to take care of their soul even more than their body or their mental health because it it is just so key I love that and I also love that you use uh, Christ-centered principles And what was the challenge with bringing that into the the mental health field as a therapist? Man, that was such a challenge because, like I said, I have the governing body, the statewide governing body that tells me what I can and can't do. And um, I really wasn't allowed to bring up religion unless they asked me first. I couldn't bring up a relationship with God unless they asked me first. Um, people would ask me like, you know, what do you think about, about God or about, you know, the afterlife or those types of things. And, and I really had to separate, um, you know, what are you actually looking for from a therapist versus letting me tell you how I feel, you know? Right. And, uh, it was just really hard because I was constantly worried about, um, you know, losing my license if, if you really offend anyone in that field. And, and that field is so, um, saturated with people who, who believe that science and Christianity are at odds with each other right. instead of believing that science and Christianity can go together. Right. Um, and so a lot of times people would, would just believe that, you know, I was um, bigoted or I, you know, I, I had this, um, this perspective that was so small minded. Mm-hmm. And so I just really had to just be quiet and not speak up about things that I knew were spiritual. I would see people in these spiritual um, cycles of toxicity and of, um, sin and of pain. 
Mm-hmm. And I couldn't say anything about the fact that it's not, some of these things aren't mental health related. Some of them are spiritually related. Wow. And I really couldn't bring that up. And it was such a struggle for me. And I'd go to sleep at night and think, I feel like I have this missing key that I can't give to people. Wow. That is the first time someone has come on this podcast and talked about the spiritual aspect of of the bondage that some people are, you know, as clients, because you can actually separate when it's just a mental health, you know, not just, but when it is a mental health problem and they could use counseling, but you can also recognize when it's actually a spiritual problem. And um, when, I know you can't really talk about it, but can you give us just like a general example Absolutely. So like generational um, type of of curses, right? So you'll hear people say things like, you know, my mom dealt with this and my grandma and my grandma's grandma. And this is just part of my family line. Uh And everything in part inside of me is like, honey, that's you've got to come out of agreement with that. You stepped into agreement with that without even knowing because you were born into that. Um, And so, you know, part of that is is spiritual. That's not um, something that, you know, is is mental health related. So, Um, Sorry, go ahead. No, what were you saying? <laughs> I was just saying that, like, you know, a lot of times, um, even, like, you know, you'll you'll see people who are saying things like, I can't stop cheating on my spouse. I can't stop, you know, with this, with sexual sin or something like that. Right. And I'm like, you know, you may have an issue with impulsivity. You may have an issue with, um, you know, being um, entitled or something. But most likely, you're dealing with a spiritual, like, with something demonic. Oh that is, you know, that is there and it's got you in bondage. And so it was so hard for me to sit, to go through these things with people and say, like, you just have a self-control issue mm-hmm. when really it boils down to you have opened up the door somewhere mm-hmm. to some kind of bondage that, that I have to talk to you about, but I can't. Okay. So how would someone know if it's a spiritual demonic attack, right, where they open up a doorway for sin um, to make agreement with a, a demon, right? Right. How would they be able to tell the difference between that and them having a mental problem, a mental health problem where they can get healing, you know, with counseling, talk therapy, maybe a little medication, you know? Yeah. How would they know? Yeah, so you really need the help of, of someone who is, you know, a professional in that and is mm-hmm. a Christian. So okay. somebody who, you know, is a Christian counselor or someone who is, you know, um, someone who, who does deliverance ministry or something, um, to be able to really look at, you know, is this spiritual and then, and to go through kind of and take inventory of, you know, what has your past decisions been? Uh And then, you know, you can also kind of come out of agreement with those things. Like what areas, cause the enemy can't, can't come into our lives as Christians unless we give him access. Right. And so, you know, coming and looking at like, what areas did I open up the door to give him access and, you know, denounce and renounce and really um, close all of those doors and make those changes. And if that doesn't get better or it doesn't um, change things, then Uh maybe there is a mental health component as well. Cause it can be both. Right. Right. It can be both. We can, you know, we have seen demonic things that work like um, psychosis. Like when you're looking at, the Bible, you know, the story of the man who was demon possessed and he was cutting himself and he was, mm. you know, acting all crazy and he's naked and all of these things. That's right. what we would call that psychosis now. Right. But Right? So right. it's hard to tell. Because they say when somebody is cutting themselves, 
um, they're self-harming, but you're saying mm-hmm. it could also be um, a spirit of suicide. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So the young, the man in the in the word with Jesus, he somehow made an agreement with a principality. It sounded like legion, which was right. like many, 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 many upon right. many spirits was inhabiting him as a host. Um, so how would somebody know if it's just them, you know, suffering from self harming versus having an actual spirit of suicide? that's leading them to yeah so we one thing i want to be careful of is i don't want to say that there's like a demon behind every rock you know there's a lot of times that it is mental health related or it is trauma related and that's just the only way you don't have to deal with it um but these things are we do fight against you know things we can't see right that's spiritual um and so it's really difficult to see and one of the things is to really pray for discernment of spirits Uh to pray that that the holy spirit will help you to discern to see um, you know, what is happening to see in the spiritual. So okay. we can see, is this something spiritually that's going on or is this something um, medically or mentally that's going on? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we have to try to figure that out by, by really seeking the Lord and seeking wisdom. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that when you ask for wisdom, he will give it and liberally. give it, you know, a, 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 right, liberally, yeah, right? Uh-huh. He'll, he'll give a lot of it. Yeah. And so it's like praying for that wisdom and that discernment um, and then also just, you know, making sure that you cover yourself against those those spirits if you know that's something that you struggle with cover yourself against those spirits and then also seek mental health help as well right so what i'm hearing you say it's not like a clear-cut answer is just to um kind of just seek the advice of a medical um like a mental health counselor and if that's not working, also maybe seek a deliverance minister so they can pinpoint the difference, whether it is a right. demonic spiritual attack or if it's just, um, and I hate when I just say just because just, I don't want to minimize it, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, so but that I, they I can tell the difference. Black and white answer. I yeah. I say if it's got these symptoms, it's spiritual. If it's these yeah. symptoms, it's mental. Right. Um, but unfortunately, it's not, it's not that cut it's, dry. Not, it's that, not that Yeah. Easy. And, and I don't even usually come out and talk about it as as, as openly as I am right now. I think right. this is probably just boldness of the Holy Spirit coming through right yes. now. Because I get um, basically stoned in the in the therapy world for saying these things, right? Right. So, um, it's always been one of those things where I don't want someone to twist my words and say, uh, oh, a therapist believes that mental health isn't important. Or mm-hmm. a therapist believes that every person who's depressed is demon-possessed. And that right. is not the case at all. Right. Um, but there is absolutely spirits that we um, are fighting. Mm-hmm. And we sometimes forget that. And that's right. why I opened up this the sheer vision so that I could address that side of things as well. Yes. And so that I could also help people to recognize, like, you know, we have to stay strong and vigilant. That's why the Bible says to put on the armor. If we, Why would we wear armor if we weren't in a fight? That's right. That's true. In Ephesians six twelve, he did say, right. because we are dealing with uh, powers and principalities and high places, spiritual hosts right. of wickedness, right? And right. Uh, if the, if there is a spiritual realm, then there if there is a God, there just has to be an oppositional force to that. And every single day, we are making choices that lead us to one or the other. So if we're Absolutely. not serving Almighty God. Unfortunately, we do leave the door open 
uh, for the other guy, even though he's a fallen right. angel, he has thousands upon thousands upon thousands of minions right. in the spiritual realm that are looking for any opportunity to trouble us. And so that's all about maintaining that uh, spiritual care that goes along with deliverance. And as Father God revealed to me a few years back, he said, like, this is a process. Like, deliverance mm-hmm. is a continuous process. It doesn't just stop with just one time falling out of church. Like, now right. you have to keep up with this, you know. Yes. And it, it's... The word even says that if you were to get rid of a demon, they'll come back with, with seven more. look, right? And yeah. look for you know, to see if the home has been swept out, if it's still there, if it's, you know, ready to be inhabited. And and it's so much worse than it was before if you don't stay vigilant. And he's at the door crouching, waiting to see who he can, you know, how he can get in and how to devour. And so we have to, yeah, like you said, I love that you said it's a continual thing. Yes. Because even if you get delivered once or something, or you break that agreement once, it's going to come back and try to get you. And that's where you have to like really stay vigilant to say no this is not the case. And especially if you also have maybe a mental health issue or yeah. even just uh, a lot of us have spirits that um, are assigned to us and uh-huh. spirits that are, we're much more likely to give into, right? Right. Because the enemy knows what we are, um, what's, what's our weakness. Yeah. Just like when he was tempting Jesus during that time of fasting, he, ut- he, used, he used the things yeah. that he would want, right? Like he was hungry. And so he used the food, mm-hmm. right? He needed, mm-hmm. he knew he wanted power because He's or the king of kings. Power because yeah. that is his power, right? Right. And so he came for those things. And so he's going to tempt you with the things that, you know, he knows that he can get you with, right? He's right. not going to tempt you with something that doesn't interest you at all. So you've got to stay vigilant. Right. And sometimes the attacks, they just look so big and outlandish that are easy for you to say no to. Right. Sometimes the devil will trick us like that. And then he'll come in with something more subtle. So yeah. usually if it's like an outlandish attack, you're like, what? Of course not. Like, I would never not. do something like that. And then yes. something a little more subtle will come in like, oh, okay, we're offering you this job, paying X amount of money, but it goes along, you know, goes against, against all your of your, all of your values, yeah. you know, everything you've ever right. stand for, but it pays this X amount of money. So now yep. it's like a little more subtle and uh, playing on like your whatever your morale and stuff and your sense of integrity and yes. you're like i would never do that and a lot of times the enemy has us blinded to think that the sin that we do doesn't have any kind of consequence because right sometimes it doesn't for a while and we're like oh we can do this we can get away with this i enjoy this for a time but yeah you know if, if you reap or you sow that you're gonna reap that right like we reap yeah. death when we sow sin so that's true um you know it's going to happen it just may not happen today that's true for all of us that may think we're getting away with certain things and God is not saying anything right now. Let's just for, ask for forgiveness and let's repent right now if you're hearing this nope. message <laughs> because he yeah, just didn't come at us easy. yet. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's given us time to, right. to repay. He's and making... I have to try to remind myself of that every time. Yeah. There's things that the enemy comes and makes it look so good. Right. And it's like, oh, I could do this and I could do that. And then I could ask for, no, like. You know, it says in his word that if you if you continue to sin, knowing that it's sin, then you yeah. are, you know, connected to the father of, of lies, right? Like that, right. that makes you the devils. And that's, that's harsh. You it know? is harsh. Yeah, because we we want to strive to do good to please God. And sometimes we do let life's cares and, you know, maybe, for instance, connecting with the right friends and, you know, this would boost us and 
And right? we have to learn, like, not all money is good money. You know? Ooh, preach. Having to say no sometimes. Preach. Girl, not you know, all connections are good connections. Not all connections are good connections. I, you know, I've been blessed to be connected with the right type of people. Yeah. So I'm praying that nobody but comes. I always pray to see in the spirit. Yes. I'm like, Lord, I don't, you know more than I do. So, you know, expose any snakes in the grass. Expose anything that I don't see. Right. And, you know, I need to see through your eyes. And, yes. and that's why it's important to trust because we don't always know why, you know, right. he says no or why he says not yet, you know, to right. something. And it's not so much he's, like, rejecting us. He's probably just re- redirecting, recalibrating our path. And we right. want to throw a tantrum and be like, no. Yeah. But I wanted yep. to go go out there, like... I wanted to be a movie star, and he's like, "No, my child, you can still do right. acting, but maybe in faith based, you know." Um, right. So, has that ever happened to you, where it was like a really subtle sin that you really want to say yes to, and God was just like, "No, not yet, my child." Honestly, I think um, you know the biggest thing for me has been a, a marriage, a relationship. Oh. Um, I had to really speak. grieve. I, I got divorced eight years ago and I had to really yes. grieve the loss of, of expectations of what I thought my life would look like. Yes. And I have dated several people since then and, you mm. know, felt like I could just kind of, um, you know, oh God, this person's nice to me. He doesn't really know you, but yes. you know, he's good to me and whatever. And the Lord would be like, nope, he's not right for you. And I would let that one go, but then I would meet someone who loved the Lord and I'd say, God, this is the one he's got to be the one, you right. know? And God would say, no, he's not the one either. And it just oh, would man. destroy me because I'm like, why? You know? And so I think for me, it was really like, it's been that process of, okay, sometimes I, I have to grieve the loss of, of the expectation that by the time I'm 36, I would be remarried and have more children, right? Like my, right. my daughter is almost uh, 13 now. Right. And I'm like, God, you know, my heart's desire is to have more children and I'm getting to the age in which that's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I have to just trust that there's a, that there's a plan in that. And that my calling is big enough, um, that I can't just be connected to just anyone. So that's it's right. really just releasing that. And so every day, what I do every morning is I, I lay down my burdens at his feet and I do that in a physical way, yes. um, where I actually like get down on my knees and I, and I, and I kind of gesture as if I'm laying those things down and I say, God, I give you every fear, every desire, every concern, every thought, mm-hmm. um, because you know more than I do. Oh, yes. That is so beautiful. And that's actually what soul care is. It's laying every burden, every care before him, before our caregiver. Yes. And I love that he is directing your paths, that you are trusting and leading into his, his wisdom and not leading on your own understanding. Um, what a beautiful Proverbs three moment again. Okay, because yeah, you can't understand, right? I mean, right, they're higher than our ways. And so That's true. I have to trust, you know that. And one thing God has really showed me recently is everything I ask you to do is for your benefit. It's not uh, for my benefit, you know. It's for right. His glory, That's but it's true. for my benefit. And yeah. so, you know, I, I'm thinking of when he he asked me. It's been about a year now for he he put on my spirit to get up early and pray every morning. Yeah. And I said, God, I really don't want to do that because I already get up early. I already read the word in the morning. I listen to multiple sermons throughout the day. Kind of like I already do enough for you, God. Why right. would I have to do this? You know. Right. And he just kept saying, Do this, do this. 
And now I can tell you that's the most intimate and amazing time with God I've ever experienced in my life. Mm -hmm. And I, I felt in my spirit one day where God said, this is for your benefit. This is for you. Yes. And, um, you know, so that really has helped me to reshape things to say, even if it's hard and not always convenient, uh -huh. what he asked us to do is for our benefit and his glory. Yes, I love that because he does want us to have that John 10, 10 life, that abundant filled life in yes. the overflow, right? right. And he, he wants us to prosper, of course. That's Jeremiah 29, 11. So when we think on from that standpoint, then it's easy to trust God's process, you know, and right. just be obedient because you notice like there's just a flow and there's no obstacles and there's no roadblocks. And it's just it becomes easier once we are um, just following his discipline and just knowing he does love us and he does care for us and he is cons concerned about us and our needs. I just I just love the idea like. He loves the Lord God. Surely this is my husband. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Us as women. That he loves you. Yeah. You know, but then most of the time we'll do things like, okay, well, why don't you ask him to live the way that I, I have called him to live? Like, mm. no, no sex until marriage. Right. right. And so I'll say, okay, uh, I'm going to show you. This is what he, he says. You know, he loves the Lord too. So then I'll come to him and. And say that, and then you'll hear, oh, whoa, I'm not that serious about that. He's not that you know, spiritual. That's not what I meant. I didn't mean to actually do that, you know. And that's a conversation that happens 99% of the time I, I date someone. And yeah. so then I'm like, okay, Lord, can we just look past that one thing? You know, like, right. can we look past this one thing? I'll lead in this area. And then he tells me, like, you aren't called to lead. You will find someone who will lead you in this purity. Amen. You don't have to lead, you know. And so right. then I have to say, like, okay, God, I, I surrender to you and I recognize that I can't just find someone on a random Tinder date. You know, I can't find right. somebody on Tinder like 90% of the world can, right? Like it has to be um, something so much better than that. And so I have to just trust. I'm sure that's so heartbreaking for some of the Christ following women to yeah. meet a guy who seems to share the same values as you. How many of my lovely lattes out there, you, you've met a guy, he checks off all the boxes, but that one little pesky area, mm -hmm. he doesn't want to wait until marriage. That is such a good way to weed out the ones that aren't serious, though. Girl, it's God. like none of them are serious. <laughs> she said none of them, it's though. So, listen, it's so hard. And I heard, I actually had a man tell me not that long ago, he said, he looked right at me and he said no man is ever going to wait for you Ooh. and and I was so thankful that I've grown in the Lord because then he went on to say you're pretty but you're not that pretty oh no and I am so glad that I that I have grown and healed in the Lord that I was able to look at him and say I do not receive that I do not accept that that's yes. not what my father says about me right and you know, I'm waiting until who God has for me and, and no one is worth sinning for. That's no right. one is worth disconnecting me with my relationship with God. The reason I, I, I may, um, named my company Sheer Vision is based off of John 15, mm -hmm. abiding in him and how he shears off everything out of um, away from him. When it's mm. not him, he, he gets rid of it and burns right. it. Right. And so I was like, no, absolutely not. Like I'm going to abide in him mm -hmm. and I'm going to wait until God brings this, you know, this husband who's going to find me and he will reveal me to him mm -hmm. as he did Eve to Adam. Right. 
Right. And so, um, you know, it's just that I'm so glad for healing because of soul care, right? Right. Because That's otherwise okay. that would have crushed me and I probably would have been like, love me, love me, please. Yes. And I would have given in and I would have given him my body yes. in hopes that he would love me and it would have broken me yet again. There's so much we can talk about on that topic but that's a topic for another day um (laughs) it's okay it's just so good it's so so good I I know we have to connect again um yes so just tell me you know your own words what is soul care to you soul care is honestly just taking care of um your spirit your soul your relationship with Jesus first Mm -hmm. and making sure that that is um solid and Mm. making sure that you are um Sitting at the feet of Jesus with as Mary did and not not doing so much like Martha. Like Mar- oh my goodness. That's what we were talking about too, girl. Were you sure you weren't in the program? I was not. <laughs> but that's great. Girl, just dropping gems left and right. Just yeah. leaving us. So, I mean, it's so hard as women because we're just doers. We Re- that's true. Done, we want to please know? everyone. We give and we give to everybody. And we just want to yeah. get the house clean up. We don't want nobody coming over until right. the house is right. The bed got to be made. Right. The kids got to look good. <laughs> like, And we take pride in how much we do. I know sometimes yeah. I brag about, like, hey, I worked 14 hours today. I worked both my jobs. I got my house clean, still cooked for dinner for my daughter. Yeah. And now I'm, you know, playing Uno with her right and right. I'm like look at me being a super uh, a super mom. mom I'm killing it right right inside though I'm like dear god I need some Sabbath she's like I need some Sabbath and that's yeah. interesting too because this week was on Sabbath and um what is Sabbath rest to you oh man it is really about intentionality yeah it's about intentionally resting because what we do I teach a lot of my people in coaching that what we do is that um, we we feel guilty about resting, and so mm-hmm. what we do is we don't actually um, do anything, but we also don't rest well. So, like right. maybe we take six or seven hours and do nothing, we veg out, right. but the whole time we've been we've been beating ourselves up about vegging out because we have so much to do, right. and then at the end of the time, we're like, man, we could have spent that time actually resting and would feel better, right? That's and so true. it's really about saying, I'm going to take some intentional time to rest and God has the Holy Spirit convicted me of this a few months ago because I was working seven days a week to try to build my business and Mm -hmm. I said look this is a you know ministry and businesses and I have to grind and the Holy Spirit said you don't think that I can do in six days more than you can do in seven and I was like okay okay Holy (laughs) Spirit this is really hard for me especially on days I don't have my daughter you know on the Sundays I have her I can spend time with her but when Mm -hmm. I don't have her I just sit there and think I could be being productive right now. Yes. So for me, Sabbath really is just saying, I'm going to connect to the vine mm-hmm. and I'm going to, for, you know, for me, it's really about, I love nature. So I love the, I'm right by the ocean. Mm-hmm. So I'll get out and just sit by the ocean a lot of weeks um, and just think about how great God is. Of course, church, you know, and just enjoying a nap or time mm. um, where I can just breathe. Yes. I love all of what you said. Like, just getting that soul care and just being at the feet of Jesus like Mary. And not get caught up in the doing, but just being. Just because we are human beings. We are enough just existing as we are. Just how God enjoyed being who he was and all that he had already did in the six 
days. He didn't need to prove anything more. He doesn't need to prove right. anything today. And that's us. We don't have to prove how awesome and how super we are and what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, so this is the part of our show where we're going to play a little quick game. Okay. How well do you think you know your Bible on the Sabbath? About the Sabbath? Yes. Oh, Lord. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Well, let's get into it. All right. Okay. We're at the Coffee Sips Tea Game Room, and we start now. Okay. (laughs) So, (laughs) who is mentioned first as keeping the Sabbath? Is it Adam, Abraham, God, or Moses? God. Okay. Final answer? Yes. And you are correct. That's Genesis 2, verse 2. Yes. Next question. Finish what Jesus said about the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man and blank man for the Sabbath. Mark two twenty seven. Is it not that as well or also? Finish what Jesus said about the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man and blank man for the Sabbath. And not man for Sabbath. Final answer. It sounds like it's the right answer. Yep. You got it. (laughs) Okay. And what did Jesus do right after he said? Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or do evil? To save life or to kill? In Mark 3 verse 4. Did he heal a blind man, heal a withered hand, cure an apostle, or let a man die? He healed a blind man. He healed a blind man. Final answer? Yes. Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil? To save life or kill? Did he heal a blind man? It was actually, he healed a weathered hand. Healed the, oh, yes. I knew he healed something. I couldn't remember which one it was. But, but you knew he healed something. That's I good. I knew he healed something. Yeah. Okay, I think we got time to do a few more. How you feeling on time? I'm good, I'm good. You Making got this. a little bit, but I'm good. Okay, okay. <laughs> Lovely lattes, if she gets the next three right, I'll give away a prize. Okay. Do it for the listeners. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Fill in the blank of what is said in regards to the Sabbath. He gives you blank. No, he gives you on the blank day bread for two days. That's Exodus 16, verse 29. Is it sixth, first, seventh, or second? He gives you on the blank day bread for two days. The sixth day. Yeah, you got it. Okay, two more. Two more questions. Where is this scripture found? But if you will not heed me to hollow the Sabbath day, such as not carrying a burden when entering the gates of Jerusalem on the Sabbath day, then I will kindle a fire in its gates and it shall devour the places of Jerusalem and it shall not be quenched. That's a long one. But where in the scripture is that found? Uh, 2 Kings 11.21 Nehemiah 56 verse 2 Isaiah 56, verse 6, or Jeremiah 17, verse 27. Jeremiah. I think so, too, girl. I can't really remember. Yeah, it's right. Right? Yep, it's right. Jeremiah 17, say, okay. 
I'll do one more, and then a bonus. <laughs> oh, Lord, you're stressing me out. Okay, okay, I don't want to stress you out. We're trying to be resting no, you good. now. <laughs> okay. I'm just mad I got that one wrong, so I couldn't have a perfect streak. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to make up for it. Wait, one okay. more question after this one. Uh, fill in the blank. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of solemn rest, a blank. A new week, a day of no customary work, a new beginning, or holy convocation? Um, okay, can you read that again? Yes, six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of solemn rest, a blank is it a new week? Is it a... Let's see. I gotta go back here. Okay. It's not telling me the answers. <laughs> okay, let's skip that one. <laughs> I'll give it back. What was the Sabbath call in John nineteen thirty one? It was not a regular Sabbath. Was it the beginning of new weeks, day of affliction, high day, or a day of cleansing? It was the day of cleansing. What? Okay, it wasn't a regular Sabbath. Let's see. Is it the day of cleansing? No, it was a high day. Okay, okay, I'm going to give you one more. I'm going to give you one more. I'm going to give you one more. Okay. What is the answer to this scripture? Then I contended with the nobles of Judah and said to them, What evil thing is this that you do by which you profane the Sabbath day? They had other gods before God. They were good, sold, and bought. They took the name of God in vain or murders had taken place. In Nehemiah thirteen seventeen. Then I contended with the nobles of Judah and said to them, what evil thing is this that you do by which you profane the Sabbath day? They oh, had Lord. other gods. Uh, <laughs> they were good, sold, and brought. They took the name of God in vain or mur murders had taken place. I think that they were selling something they weren't supposed to sell. Okay. Yep, you got it right. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> These got harder, didn't they? They started out yeah. real easy. <laughs> I was like going back through. I'm like, okay, what was that? And what was that? What was yeah. That? Like, I don't think a lot of us read now, Maya, though. All right. Yeah. Why <laughs> didn't I? I'm skipping over some of that stuff. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Lord, forgive us, Lord. That don't right. mean that we not believe us now. We just need to read our Bibles more. That's all. We just need to read our Bibles. Oh, yeah, I definitely need to read the, yeah, Nehemiah and, yeah, the, the, the prophets and all that a little bit more. Yeah. Sure. I don't know why they call them the minor prophets, I think. But they yeah, all the minor did. minor prophets are like the smaller ones, I believe. Yeah. Well, that was kind of fun. I'm happy you were it able to stop fun. by and do Thank that. I'm getting my blood flowing a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it wasn't too much pressure. No, it's good. It's good. Oh, well, um, thanks so much uh, for stopping by the Coffee Sipsy Podcast. It was such a pleasure to have you today. Um, but our show has come to an end. And before we close out, um, what are maybe one soul care tip you can uh, share with us? 
Honestly, a soul care tip would be, um, you know, it, it would be that intentional rest, really mm-hmm. trying to figure out what it is for you that works. So really yes. taking inventory of what works for you. Some people love to journal and some people that doesn't work well for them. Some yeah. people love nature and other people are like, ew, I don't like that, you know? Right. So really figuring out like yours doesn't have to look like someone else's, you know, mm-hmm. a day at the, at the massage place could sound terrible to you or it could be perfect. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, just figuring out what works for you and really like being unapologetic about that. Okay. So authenticity is yeah. being a soul care tip. Okay. I, I got you. I hear you. All right, and also this is a part of the show where we close out with some encouraging words. This is your time. Awesome, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah. want to really speak to anyone who feels like they, um, you know, they need that that hope or they feel hopeless. So that's mm-hmm. one of the things that you know for me I love to share um, that there's always hope as long as there's breath in your lungs. There's always hope. Um, and so, you know, if somebody is feeling kind of hopeless or feeling down or feeling just really burnt out or tired, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just want to really speak life into you mm-hmm. and remind you um, that God's gifts and calls are irrevocable. Mm-hmm. And this, the words that he's spoken over you are still true no matter what your circumstance is. Um, yeah. And I really, you know, pray that you're able to hear this and it's a blessing to you. Um, and I would, you know, love anyone to reach out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love making new friends. I love making new connections. Yeah. Where can um, they reach know? out if, to you? Yeah. So yeah. if anybody, um, they want to go to my website, if you mm-hmm. actually mention that they heard about me on this show, I will give you a free 30 minute, um, Yay! session with me. Yay! Yeah. Um, just to connect and see if we're a good fit and mm-hmm. to see how I can help you. Um, and so please, you know, just put that in the, there's a place where you can go to, um, to fill out your email, just Mm -hmm. put your email and then put in the notes section that you heard about me on this, um, podcast and I will reach out and we'll make that connection. You could also follow me on Facebook. If you're more social media, Mm -hmm. um, send me a message. I love making connections that way. It's Becca George. So that's Mm -hmm. B E K A H George. And then also Instagram, which is at sheer vision coaching. So it's Mm -hmm. S H E A R vision coaching. So thanks so much. Yeah, you're welcome. And your website is also uh, Share Coaching, ShareVisionCoaching.com. Okay. S-H-E-A-R VisionCoaching.com. Okay, perfect, girl. Hope I didn't get your your stress levels up too much. It's good stress, (laughs) though, because it just keeps us on our toes. Like, okay, we, we definitely got to do our research, you know, just tighten up our prayer life and... I don't know a whole lot about Sabbath, so this was very eye-opening and so happy to be able to share this with you and get it in. And I hope that we do reconnect because I feel like you got a lot to talk about, especially the ladies who are in their uh, singleness season because we did something like this last year. We had like a whole devotional series on singleness and what it meant and the devil was attacking us like left and right like Mm -hmm. i'm talking technology was stopping working there was like cars was stopping in the middle of the street so that we couldn't like the devil was angry at the concept of like purity and just trying to do right by god and yeah i'm just praying that you know for any woman out there that you can use this time also if especially if you're single to tighten up your soul care routine and miss becca can definitely help you on that path and she's everything as you see as you hear her on this this podcast she's real about hers okay 
Absolutely. Yes. It's all about leaning on the Holy Spirit. He's my best friend. If it weren't for him, I couldn't do any of the things that I do. That's right, girl. So if you want to connect with her on these spirit-led sessions, uh, feel free to go on her website. She gave you all her contact. And I'll make sure that all that information is in the description um, when you check out this podcast. And let her know where you are calling from, uh, where you are... <laughs> That you heard her today on this show on this coffee sips tea podcast. Okay, so not to ramble, I'm just so excited. Um, we're gonna just wrap here and thank you again uh, for stopping by. Oh yeah, let me ask you real quickly: Do you prefer coffee or tea? Uh, coffee. Coffee. Okay. Yeah. A little sugar, a little cream. I, nothing. I usually do cream and um, some kind of like sugar-free um caramel or vanilla mm. sweetener in there yeah sugar-free somewhere whatever it is but i can't do black coffee you can't coffee. do it. the last guest yeah. who came out she yeah. said black coffee no sugar i said girl no you can't uh-uh. be serious you gotta cut a fire shout out miss erin <laughs> i'd rather be without caffeine than have to drink it like that just straight up okay <laughs> yeah those flavors are nice okay well I hope you have a really good weekend. Happy Memorial Weekend to you as well. And this is Call Me Coffee coming to you once again with another epi. And we are signing out with Miss Becca. And we're saying bye. Bye. And that is a wrap. Thank you for stopping by the Coffee Sips Tea Podcast, Ms. Becca, and she is offering a free 30-minute soul care coaching session. All you have to do is mention Coffee Sips Tea. See the link in the description to sign up and have a wonderful day.